right. Welcome, everyone, to the first edition of Invader Sports. This is the EPL show slash UCL. We're going to cover the Champions League as well. But I'd like to introduce my co-host here. Both of you guys live in London? Just outside of London. Yeah, just outside. Okay. Okay, cool. So Adam, I met him at Anfield. Well, technically at the breakfast before Anfield. Yeah. And then Luke, I'm meeting you right now. Glad to have you on. So it's not all Liverpool fans. We got a Manchester United (laughs) fan here. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. You, you guys said you've been wanting to try something like this. Yeah, we've been looking to do a podcast for a while, especially last year with lockdown and, and stuff. And I guess, like I said, you, you were a sort of sign when you messaged me about about doing one. Yeah, it just kind of worked out, right? It yeah. was always going to be sports too. Like the one thing we always always agreed on was we were going to do a sports podcast. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird. All right, it worked out perfect. I mean, good timing and everything. So. Uh, the people out there, just so you know, you know, we're, we're going to figure out our format as we go. You know, obviously I'm, in, I'm living in outside of Philadelphia. They're outside of London. So we got some hours to deal with to, to try to get this recorded, but we're going to have some fun, you know, maybe we'll get some other people on for interviews or guests and stuff like that. But always as usual, if you guys listen to the movie podcast, Innovators, send in your theories, questions, anything you got to Innovators on social media or scenevators at gmail.com, and we'll answer any question you guys have. So I wanted to do a little icebreaker real quick. So I'm from America, and obviously we have the MLS here, but the MLS is a joke. It's like it's like a retirement league, plus if any player's any good, they're going to end up in, in Europe. Like uh, Brendan Aronson, he played for the Philadelphia Union, and now he's playing over in Germany, and that's – that's just basically what we have for the MLS. It's, it's never really going to be something that has quality. You know, I call it soccer. You guys call it football. We're going to have to come to agreement on that. Should, should I call it football for the podcast? We, no, no, we can go with soccer. We'll go with soccer. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always going to be something in America that the fan, fans of soccer are going to have to go to Europe to find a good team. And basically, that's what I did. So I was just looking up. I don't know. This is a while ago now. Uh, shit. It might have been like Coutinho's first or second year with Liverpool, and I was looking for a, a team to follow. And the reason I picked Liverpool is the fans and the stadium. And I've been lucky enough to go to Anfield now, and wow, it was awesome. It was the the Newcastle game three one. And how about that that Firmino pass that is now shown on a loop? I can't believe I was there for that game where he did like the back heel pass to Salah, and then Salah scored. Remember that? I I remember that. I remember. What I mostly remember is being at the game. Obviously, we met before. Then we happened to only sit sit like two 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 seats from each other. And I was thinking, this guy. I've been to Anfield a few times. This guy's here on his honeymoon. He's here with his wife. He's come to watch Liverpool. We're against Newcastle. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be five or six nil. And then in yeah. the first like 10, 15 minutes, all of a sudden Newcastle score. And I just uh-huh. see. I, I look over to you, and I just see your face. Look and think. Oh, yeah. Because that was during the winning streak as well. Yeah. That was like they were almost tied the record or something like that. And I'm like, watch the first game I go to is going to break the winning streak. <laughs> Everything's going to be my fault. But luckily, they came around and won. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Mane had two goals and Salah had one. I think that's what that's how it went down. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I'd love to go back. You said if I come back, I got to see a Champions League game. So yeah. the first chance I get, I'm going to take it. But um, but yeah, NBC Sports actually. Ted Lasso, it's funny. And now I love the show. That's 
kind of like I always watch I always watch the World Cup and I always enjoyed watching the World Cup, but it was just different, like not having a team with rooting interest. And now, like, I'm a huge fan. Like, I don't miss any of the games. I, I love it. It's it's amazing. So they've been trying to do the same thing with the NFL. Would you guys say that there's like because my favorite sport to watch now is soccer and my favorite team to watch is Liverpool. So like that goes above everything. And I'm from Philly. And we love our sports here. So the fact that that goes above everything and I'm from Philly, that shows how much I love it. So is there anyone like that in England that loves the NFL like I love the EPL? I was just going to say, I think it's definitely growing. I think the whole thing around Super Bowl, especially over here, was like the first time you'd see like the whole halftime thing, right? So it's like a really big deal. And then on the back of that, I think even from a fashion standpoint, you kind of see the odd person like having a Chiefs hat or something like that. Um, so I think it's definitely growing. I think interest within our group, which is the only thing I can really speak on, has grown. I mean, Adam, you know, which Super Bowl every year, and you try and catch up on all the highlights in a game if you can, which has got me into it. And we've got some other friends that kind of watch it. So I think it's definitely growing. Um, yeah. But I think the biggest thing was kind of like how different the Super Bowl was. Um, mm. And like everyone would tune in for like the halftime show, if not be speaking about it the next day. Um, so I think, from what I've seen, that's that's the big thing. I don't know about you, Adam. Yeah, I think what 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 you're finding at the moment is every year, a lot of people watch the Super Bowl, and then from that you'll have a small proportion, then get hooked on the sport. Okay. And it's just grinding year by year. I mean, so so I support Dallas Cowboys. I'm still learning everything about NFL. So you, know, you won't have me on that podcast yet. Maybe in a couple of years. But, <laughs> reason I supported them and again it's going to be it's, it's massive I imagine why a lot of people maybe in American across the world might be supporting Tottenham or Manchester City is because of these these, these Amazon shows you know like the, the all or yeah. yeah I watched that on the Cowboys before I even watched an NFL game apart from you know the odd Super Bowl um, halftime show stuff like that I've never really sat and watched the whole game I watched the Dallas Cowboys one and I just got like immediately hooked yeah then, I guess I guess I can compare that. I watched the Steven Gerrard documentary and I was like, wow, like these, he really loves this place because he could have left. And it's just like such loyalty and his story is crazy. But um, I mean, some people argue that it wasn't really loyalty, but you know, fuck those people. But um, it, 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 yeah, I got hooked right away and pretty much like midway into my first season being a fan. Like, so Coutinho was my first ever favorite player. So, you know, outside of Gerard, because obviously, you know, everybody loves Gerard. But watching the game, I fell in love with how he plays. So obviously, when he left, I was kind of bummed. And uh, that whole saga with him trying to come back—I don't know if it's true or not. But yeah, that was uh, that was my entry to it. So um, it's interesting to see the parallels that you guys are having, and you're you're kind of just picking teams, just how like we pick teams. You know, there's no loyalty to it. Like we're, I'm I'm not from there, so it's just. It's kind of the same thing. You're going to have to just pick a team and, and stick with them. So that makes sense to pick a team that you can watch a documentary on or something like that. That makes a lot of sense. But yeah. That's the great thing about sports, especially especially with with you know football, soccer, especially with soccer. You know, you you've been to Liverpool. You almost the minute you go there, you know, you've got your Liverpool jersey on. You meet the people, you meet people there, and they know you're a Liverpool fan. They know you're invested. They don't care that you're not from from the city. I was worried about that. I was worried about that. I'm like, I'm so excited. We're going here for the start of our honeymoon. We ended up in Paris and um, I was worried about that. I was like, what if, you know, what if 
some of these people give me shit, but no, no one did. Like even, even Everton fans, they didn't give me shit. And I was kind of surprised, but not real. I spent three days there and I loved it, man. I've, I loved it there. It's like my speed. Uh, yeah, I had a, I had a blast. So I was worried about that. It's funny that you said that, but no, I didn't have any of that at all, man. Everybody was really nice to me. And, um, we, we appreciated that a lot. So yeah, the whole city, man, it's like, I've heard stories about green Bay, uh, green Bay Packers. It's such a small town that when the games are on, apparently no one's around. And it kind of felt like that leaving Anfield. Like it seemed like everyone was walking home. Do you know what I mean? It just, it seemed like larger than life type of thing. And it was great. I can't wait to go back. Like I wish, I wish that I lived there for a little bit. I would have loved it. I think that's the, that's the, the advantage we probably have over here. And it's almost like, you know, it might be, in a, I think it's an, it's a, it is like a sort of a, an American franchise, how the sports work out there is that you're able to, you know, we've got, we've got, we have two or three games every year over in London. And it's not seen as a big deal. Well, from what I think, I don't know whether in the States it seems as a big deal that you, you're playing games outside of America. But if they tried to do that with a oh, Premier yeah. League team, then there would be, I mean, you saw the Super League stuff, there would be sort of riots. So I think, we're yeah. really, you know, it would um, be nice, I guess, for you to have you know, Liverpool come out to, to Philly. And play yeah, there. I went to see them during the, this was before we went to Anfield. Uh, what the hell was that tournament called? It's it's the tournament that's all over the place, but they have a lot of games in America. I can't remember what, what it's called, but uh, it doesn't matter. It's like preseason games. Yeah. But anyway, I went when they played Dortmund in North Carolina. So I drove to North Carolina and we lost, but Virgil scored and I and I got it on video and I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like it was one of the first years he was with us and he scored and I was just losing my shit. So but the to compare it there to being at Anfield like there's nothing like that like the chance everybody's going crazy like it was it was one of the best days ever man it was so much fun and I definitely can't wait to get back but yeah I mean that's good that people are open and you know people are becoming fans Luke's a fan of the Ravens you know we got a Cowboys fan I'm an Eagles fan so we're supposed to not be friends but that doesn't matter here uh because we're both Liverpool fans and uh I'm just I'm just happy that you know both both sides are kind of taking in the the sport of the country because you know they say baseball is american america's game it's not it's football like philly is such an eagles town it's crazy like the other teams could be doing horrible but if the eagles are doing good everybody's in a good mood and it's just the way it is like people love american football here they just love it it's it's by far the biggest fan base like we're actually having people have a hard time watching baseball anymore because people are so bored of it. And uh, yeah, not with football, the numbers just go up and up and up. And I think fantasy football is a big part of that. Would you guys agree? Yeah, that's what helped. I'd say that's what helps a lot of people over here get more into the sport because um, of the fantasy, because you, you start to do your research on the players, the teams. And then, yeah, we, we do it every year. We're going into our, our third season. Nice. <laughs> That's what made you start taking it seriously, right? That's when you started really researching players and yeah, yeah, started listening to podcasts. Yeah, yeah, started yeah. Podcasts. And um, I've this is our third season, and I've got to the playoffs both times and lost the final. So there you go. I'll try to help you out again this year. Um, see if I can find 
see if I can find some sleepers for you. But yeah, we're going to have an NFL show on this feed as well. We're going to have. All right. So, so, so far, the confirmed shows are NHL. Uh, that's going to be run by two brothers who play college hockey. So that's going to be pretty, pretty uh, well informed. They know their shit with hockey. Uh, so I, I played hockey when I was a kid, but like I, I don't follow all the young kids like they do. So it's going to be really good. Then we have an NFL show, MMA show and the WWE show that are all going to be on this feed. So yeah, make sure to subscribe and uh, send in topics, whatever you guys want. You know, we'll cover it. So this one is going to come out on Monday nights in America, Tuesday mornings in England. But uh, the first one, maybe, I don't know, whenever you guys hear this, it'll be out because there's a QC process that Apple does for new shows. So we just have to wait for that to be over and then it'll be available. But it should be available on other platforms first and Apple second. So if you just follow Innovators on Twitter, I'll tweet it out once, it, once it's all good and ready to go. So um, yeah. Stay tuned. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. Like I said, we're going to cover all, all the Premier League games and uh, UCL. So we're going to have some predictions today on who's going to win those. And uh, all right, let's get to it. So the first game, Brentford comes up from the championship, takes down Arsenal 2 nothing. Do Arsenal fans need to worry? <laughs> Do they need to worry? I think they always have to worry. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, the biggest thing for me that stood out in the game, and it might be too early to tell, but and I'm always going to say this, but with Ben White coming in to not win, I think a single header in the entire game from a from a centre back standpoint, I think it's awful. Um, so that alone was take the score out of the equation. I think dreadful in itself. Yeah, um, you had a good point. Yeah, and they didn't have any of their like uh, they didn't have Pierre Mikobamiang play. So what's up with him? Is he just hurt? So there's there's a lot. I mean, Arteta come out and said that he was ill, but there's rumours like tonight coming out that he wants to leave. Apparently, mm. you know, him and him and Lapper aren't very happy. But you know, we, we've got a few Arsenal friends, and and they they weren't surprised. I I wasn't surprised. I mean, Friday night Premier League first Premier League game of the season against a newly promoted team, Brentford, first time in the Premier League, first time in top flight football for a long time. Crowds are finally back. It's a full capacity stadium. And, you know, these, when teams come up from the championship, League One championship teams, their fans, they thrive on their, those midweek Friday night games under the floodlights. And you know, typical Arsenal members, boys, they, 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 got, they got bullied. They really did get bullied. And, you know, I know there were some decisions that, you know, you could say could have gone could have gone their way. For example, you know, the second goal, the long throw-in. I mean, to concede from a long throw-in is is awful. But, you know, Leno, was he being manhandled? Sure, sure he was a little bit, but my point with that is when you watch that again, watch that replay and watch Leno, how he deals with it. He's not trying to get the other player off him. He's not making a big fuss. He just sort of thinks, oh, yeah, sure, I'll let this happen. Ball comes in. Missed the first header. No one's quick to act to be a set second. Brentford player comes in and, and there's the goal. And to be honest, should they be worried? I would I would be. And the reasoning is because I don't even see a style of Arteta. You know, yeah. Compare it to when Jurgen Klopp came into Liverpool. You know, obviously being a Liverpool fan, I, I watched every game. But you could see, even when we were awful, you could see what he was trying to do. And you knew that, oh, it's not working because the players aren't that good. But 
you bring in new players, good players, and they play the system. But at the moment with Arteta, there's there's no real system. Yeah, they just Luke. Out of sync. What would you say, Luke? Ed? I, I think they just look completely out of sync. Um, yeah, th- there's just no synergy between the players. They just they they all look like they've been given a completely different game plan from the mm. start, and they never really got a rhythm going. Um, and I think kind of expanding what you were saying, Adam, I, I can't see them. Like, there's kind of no signs that they will get a rhythm going. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess there's no shot that they end up in the top four. What do you think is the best case scenario for them? My only thing with Arsenal that I think will be interesting is they have no European football. So, oh, yeah. towards the end of the season, when everyone's kind of like burning out or there's some injuries, that should be their time to take the advantage and to push on. But then it's Arsenal, so they probably won't do that. Um, but I think that's their best shot. I think it's using that to their advantage, not having European football and really pushing the big teams or the big six then. Um, I think if they don't do that, probably closer to 10th to spot than, than top four. Okay. Do you agree with that, Adam? Yeah. I mean, I think if you give an Arsenal fan sixth position right now, they'd bite your hand off. And I think yeah. that's... I mean, I, I thought the same as Luke. No European football. Normally, when that's happened with Liverpool, it's happened with Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea won the league. Teams were completely different standards that Chelsea team compared to this Arsenal team but no European football pretty much playing just once a week this team should Arteta's now got time to implement his tactics his style normally the complaint is where you're playing Monday Wednesday Sunday Thursday etc but you actually don't have you know managers complain all the time they don't actually have time in the training training field because you know after the game they have one day of recovery and then preparing for the next match but yeah. There aren't really any excuses this season with Arsenal, but one point I do want to make is big up to Brentford. They they were it wasn't just Arsenal being being crap. Brentford were were fantastic. I, I think the two up front um, they they were brilliant. Really worked well together. And um, Ivan Tony is probably my one to watch this season. Yeah, I've I've had him on my foot team a few times uh, on the bench. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, he's he's fun to play with. But um, all right. So you you say that Arteta is going to get time, but is he though? Do you think he has to worry about getting fired? Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't think I don't think it's anything like imminent. But I think if things aren't different by November, I think he's in some some deep deep water. Okay, um, that's, I think that should be enough. Yeah, that that's my that's my thinking. I think by then they need to be kind of at least showing some signs of progress. And if they don't, yeah, I can't. I can't see him definitely past January. If that's the case. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. If if they're stuck around 10, 12, something like that, they'll probably have to make a decision and move on. But uh, okay. So let's get into the Saturday games. All right. The Man U fan here, five one over Leeds, dominant <sighs> performance. Bruno with a hat trick. And uh, oh, just so you guys know, we're doing a season long, basically goal scoring challenge, and. Since we had to record this one after the games, we made our picks via text message, but we're going to make our picks for week two at the end of this episode. So Luke is in the lead. He had Bruno, who had three goals. Uh, Adam had Mo Salah. I had Sadio Mane. So it's 3-1 to 0, but we're going to have these players all year. And you can't pick the same team without going through the rest of the league. I said that right, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sound good? 
Okay. So yeah, just keep that in mind. We'll give you updates on, on who's winning, but obviously Luke's off to a good start with uh, the performance from Fernandez. So being the main U fan here, were anything that you're worried about or were you too busy looking at Pogba's passing? Well, that was a really, really good point. Um, but no, the one thing I worry about, especially, I mean, that game kind of cleared a lot of things up, but I still think a defensive midfielder is absolutely vital. I, I think we're a massive way off, even Chelsea, but especially City. Um, I think there's still a couple of weeks left to go. If we can bring in a, a defensive midfielder, I think we're in a really strong spot. Um, but other than that, there's pretty much all positive takeaways from that game. I mean, Pogba, Pogba alone, that's probably the best performance I've seen from him and since coming back to United. It was like watching for France. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's good. I think Mason Greenwood looks completely, like, unbelievable for his age. And I think he's just showing how clinical he is. I think he, with his goals, like, you knew he tried, he wanted to put the ball there. It was no fluke. Um, so I think as a team, it's a very good start. And hopefully they just keep it up. How long until Sancho is uh, starting? Oh, next week. Like next I'm week? convinced Varane and Sancho both start next week. Or this oh, week. For, yeah, I forgot about Varane. Damn. Yeah, that's, I mean, you guys had a hell of an offseason, so just got to give you credit for that. I mean, that's some really good signings and uh, impressive win. I mean, Leeds, is, Leeds isn't a joke. At least they weren't last year, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, did they lose anyone big? I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. They did. Because obviously one of the biggest move, moves this offseason was, you know, Jack Grealish uh, moving to City and Kane might be following him shortly. Uh, but, but yeah, we'll talk about it after we get through, the, through these games, some speculation. So, you know, 2-1 Brighton beat beaten Burnley. Burnley's at home. They took the, the lead two minutes in, but, you know, th- these teams are going to fight each other all season long. Anything here? I think... Um... I'm I'm a bit worried for so Luke will know I've I've got a soft spot for Sean Dyche. Um I think brilliant manager sometimes doesn't get the respect he deserves because he's managing Burnley and people you know they just see Burnley as this long ball team but you know they've beaten they've taken some big scalps over the over the years but I think whether it's lack of investment or just they've run their course I think this could be I. I do worry for them because I see a lot of teams that are better than them, Brighton being one of them. And I think, you know, talking about Brighton, Brighton, you know, Graham Potter is you know, great enough and coming manager. And, you know, they played last season, they played some great football, but they didn't have a striker. Um, yeah. Not as sure if they've signed one this season, but, you know, they could be a team to watch that could you know, get away from the relegation battle and look more towards the top half rather than the bottom. Yeah, I mean, there's always that surprise team that makes a run, right? I mean, not like Leicester did, but there's always this surprise team that stays in the hunt and you're like, oh, they're they're in seventh place? Like, I didn't realize that. Like, there's always someone like that every year, I feel. And maybe it'll be them. Maybe it'll be Brentford. Like, but there's going to there's gonna be a surprise team. Uh, okay, speaking of not a surprise, 3 nothing Chelsea wins. Pulisic scores, Alonso scores. I mean, pretty much business as usual for for Chelsea. I think they have a serious shot to win the to win the league this year. Obviously, I hope not, but I think they might. They could. Would you say that it's pretty much a four team race this year between Liverpool, Chelsea, City, and Man U? Do you think anyone else has a, has a chance? Three team for me. 
Three. You're confirmed. Three team. I, I don't count. I don't count. I know they won. No, they won five one. I can't be too negative, but I don't count United in in the title race. I think first half of the season, yeah, they'll be there, but in my opinion, and I'll, I'll go bold on it until they get rid of Ollie, they will not be a title winning team. Okay, yeah, they've got they've got the players, but he's not of the caliber of a Guardiola, Klopp, or, or Tuchel. So I, I don't think in you know just to touch back on the Leeds United game, it was a great game. Football was great, but. You know, Leeds are a team that they attack and they attack. I mean, after they scored the first goal, they still, you know, other teams would then, Old Trafford would deal, would, would be happy with a one-all, but they want to win. And that's what opens the space. You know, they, Calvin Phillips didn't play the game because um, he'd just come back from from England, Dewey, off holiday. So he was missing in that midfield. And, you know, the lines at the back were just open. So I'd be interested to see how United do against a team that are going to play a low block sit at the back 10 men behind the ball um and then i may, may rethink over time whether united you'll come back to me in eight months time when united won the league <laughs> on my face but no for me it's it's three three teams chelsea one of them three nil win against palace palace new manager with Vieira. he's got a lot of work to do there because they're they're trying to change a whole style they, they got rid of roy hodgson or roy hodgson um left because although he was keeping them up they want to play some nice attacking football. So that's going to take time there. And they, they need to give him, be patient with him. But Chelsea, I mean, they've got Lukaku to come into. Yeah. Lukaku to come into the team. And talking about Arteta under pressure, um, I think it's Sunday, the game against Arsenal at the Emirates, full stadium of Arsenal fans. Lukaku could, if Lukaku plays, he could tear them a new one. And then he'll be under real pressure, Arteta. And Chelsea will do a great start. I, I yeah. agree. I think I think Lukaku's frightening. I th- he didn't work out for United because I don't think United had enough creativity to to fully utilise Lukaku. But I think with the team that Chelsea are building, I think he's going to be frightening. I can see him being top goal scorer this season. Yeah, uh, that's something that we're going to have to predict uh, before this episode ends. We're going to have to do top goal scorer, who wins the league, who wins UCL, and then anything else you guys want to you guys want to make predictions on we can but uh but yeah i mean chelsea's stacked they're just loaded everywhere and pulisic has really found his game uh, it seemed his first year there was a little rough but i mean he he showed up for them in the ucl and this year he's off to a good start by scoring in the first game so yeah uh now a team that started off great last year and then fizzled out everton gets the 3-1 win i'm not that impressed i mean it's southampton southampton lost danny ings i don't see anything here that's too crazy. I mean, three one. Sure, Richardson scored. That's nice, but uh, yeah, I'm not that impressed. What about you guys? I not impressed because Everton. You know, they do this every year. They'll they'll probably win the next five six games. Yes, yeah. they'll think they're going to win the league and then they fall off. But no, obviously our our, our former manager Benitez is there. It's a yeah. bit sad to see him in blue, but you know, he'll. I think he will do well though. I think. The, their problem is that they have got a lot of Deadwood, a lot of players that they bought for big money that probably was more of a, for example, I mean, Hamas Rodriguez, great player, but does he really fit that system or was it sort of a, a, a big statement flashy signing? Um, yeah. And I think, def- I mean, Benitez will organise that defence, but I think Keane and Nina at the back isn't, isn't the strongest. But, you know, he changed it up. You know, I, I, I saw the game. 
and Benitez done, you know, he's a, he's a good tactical manager at half time. He changed it up. He, he put Charleston more more centrally, and and they were able to turn it around. Up. Again, another soft spot for me is Ralph Hasselton and Southampton, and I do worry for them because they've made a lot of they've sold a lot of players. Um, I mean, they've put they have brought in Armstrong from the Championship, one of the top goal scorers. Um, so hopefully he can find the back of the net. But I do think last season. And I think because of Hasselhutten and because of some of the quality players like Ings, they were able to stay up. But this season could be one step too far. Yeah. And I have to ask you guys, uh, I'm going to probably butcher this name. I butcher it every time. Moise Keen. Is that how you say it? Yeah, the, the Italian. Keen. Okay. So he was great for Juventus. And then he comes to Everton, doesn't do anything. And then he goes to PSG on loan, plays pretty well, scores some goals. And now he's back at Everton. Are they going to find a way to, to get him to play and be effective? I mean, they have to try. Do you see it happening? No, I can see it going on loan for another season, personally. Um, yeah. I think the, the thing is with the Premier League, it's, it's, there's a complete difference in physicality compared to pretty much every other league. I think you yeah. can do well in France, you can do well in Italy, you can do well in Spain, but I, I don't think anything matches the intensity of the of the Premier League, especially at the moment. Um, so I don't know. I think if I was if if I was looking at him from from an Everton standpoint, I would maybe do one more season on loan. I think if anything, maybe the Bundesliga I'd go to. It, it offers a little bit more physical physicality wise compared to other major leagues. Um, maybe that's enough to to kind of ease him into to Premier League, but. I, I don't think he starts, and I, I I think he's too much of a waste to have on the bench as well. So I, I'd send him on that, personally. Yeah, I'm sure he's not happy sitting on the bench in Everton. Definitely not. But uh, yeah, that's the way it goes. It's a business, you know. Uh, okay, so then Leicester beats Wolverhampton 1-0, and you have Jamie Vardy doing what he does, scoring goals. And uh, I'm actually worried for them, too. Uh, one, of the, one of the teams I'll say that, Maybe in the relegation battle because they lost their manager. He's a great manager. He's in uh, with Spurs now, and it. Uh, what's his name? The the striker is he is he healthy yet? The Mexican Jimenez. Yeah, Jimenez. He yeah. On, okay. At the weekend because that was that was a scary injury, and I, I don't know if he'll be back to normal ever. But and then you guys you got guys like Adama Traore who are rumored to leave. So I don't I just don't know. I mean, where, where are you at with this Wolves team? I think um, seeing the highlights of the, I think uh, seeing the highlights of the game. Sorry, my Wi-Fi went a bit funny then. I'll fix it. Don't worry about it. Uh, sorry. Um, so about Wolves. Yeah, I think I've seen the highlights of the game. They had their chances though. Uh, Adama Traore had you know, two or three really good chances, and again, he's got the pace, the power. He gets into yeah. the right positions, but the final end product is what lets him down. And I mean, this is a player that I think last year, you know, I mean, Liverpool were talking about him, City were talking about him for 80 million. And now there are rumours of bids from, from Leeds, for example, for 30 million, which I think shows that sometimes you can't get too carried away with players. But um, I think, again, I think they'll be fine just because I think there are three worse teams than them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, I mean, based on, I mean, ever since they came up, they've been really good. Like they were, they were that team when they came up, 
that was like, oh, wow, they're a lot better than I thought they were. Because I think they beat City twice that year in their first year up. And um, I know I know Adama beat City two different times. I don't remember what year that was, but he had two goals against them one time and one goal against them another time. And he barely scores at all. And he had two against City. And I was loving it because we were fighting them. For, Liverpool was fighting them for first place that year. And uh, yeah, he like became my favorite player of the week because of that. But um, yeah, I, he's one of the guys that I overvalued too because he's so fast and so strong and he does everything, but he cannot finish at all. And you got to wonder if someone like Klopp could bring some finishing out of him, but I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get him now. So we'll have to wait and see. And, and then Aston Villa plays their first game without Grealish. I, f- I feel bad for them, but they got Danny Ings. He's going to score some goals for them. Uh, I was surprised that that Watford beat them, that, that Watford scored three goals against them. I was pretty surprised. Uh, three, two, pretty high scoring game. Uh, but yeah, what do you guys think about this one? It, w- it was really three, one. And then there was a penalty in the 97th yeah. where Ings scored. So they, they pretty much got crushed. I mean, I think Watford, the best thing Watford were able to do when they went down uh, last season was um, Amicio Saar. They were able to keep hold of him because he was pretty much the reason they won that game at the weekend. He gave he gave a target there, that's the Villa left back. He, he gave him the help, um, beating him every time he got the opportunity, crossing the ball in, he got his goal as well. Um, so it was a strong performance. Um, Aston Villa, I think they've made some good signings. You know, obviously they've spent the Grealish money, but I do think that possibly they're they're a team that could do with probably an improvement on man on the manager for the squad for the squad they have, and and then also in defence. I'm I'm not a big fan of Tyrone Mings, and, and sort of watching him against Watford sort of helped prove my point that I don't think he is. If Aston Villa want to get to the next level, which they do want to do, I mean they've got really good owners, so they've got, you know, they've got the back in. I think that's an improvement I would make. Okay, what do you think, Luke? Um, I, I think Villa, Villa's going to be really interesting. I think because it's it's going to be like Adam said, they, they've got they've got money, but I think they're either going to go one of two ways We're in the post Grealish era and. I think seeing seeing how they are in the next few months is going to be going to be really interesting. But again, I agree with Adam. I think Watford did a good job, and I think Saul was a hell of a player to keep hold of. And I, I think they'll do all right. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I, I think I think they'll be fine. They're going to have to weather this losing Graylish so close to the to the kickoff, and it's just funny to me because I heard an interview with Pep and. This was like a week before they got Graylish. And he was like, yeah, we want a striker, but we don't have the money for it. And then they all of a sudden spend $100 million on Graylish. And then I'm hearing rumors for $100 million for Harry Kane. So it's just, they're such a joke, man. I think um, the the latest rumor of Kane has just gone up to 150 Well, oof. Man City's preparing a bid for $150 million. Um, I can see, I mean, if, if all the rumors are true, it'll probably be turned down. So... Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that. But if, if that happens, if Man City get a cane on top of Grealish, I think potentially the league's pretty much done there. Um, yeah, that, that'd be tough. That'd be tough. That'd be definitely hard to stop that. But uh, no, it didn't happen yet. So next game, 3 nothing. Liverpool beats Norwich City. Now, I mean, I think Norwich City is a decent team. It was 50-50 possession, but we peppered them in shots. I mean... There, Tim Cruel, I feel bad for him. He had 
19 shots, eight on target. So he was just dealing. Uh, I think he did, you know, reasonably okay. But then Jota, Firmino, and Salah all score. Salah had a goal and an assist, and he set a record for the first player to score in the in five years straight in the first game. So that's pretty impressive uh, stat for Mo. I mean, the people that thought he was a one-season wonder, that's pretty funny to me because he just keeps scoring and keeps proving people wrong. Uh, now, what are your thoughts on him, Luke? Because you're obviously a Man U fan. Do, do you think he's a great player? Do you think he's, you know, an EP, he could be an EPL all-time great or you're not that big on him? I think it would be a complete lie to say that he isn't exceptional. I think you have to look at, like, again, just there, his consistency, season in, season out. Um, I think, I think to be honest, the front three altogether are rare because Firmino plays this really weird role, right, where he just completes it. I don't, I don't think you'd get the best out of Salah or Mane without Firmino in the middle. So, yeah, I think you have to give him credit too. But yeah, Salah's insane, and I think any any club would be lying if they said they wouldn't take Salah. I didn't get to hear what Luke said about Salah, which I'm sort of happy about. <laughs> he said good things. I said great things. I, was, yeah. I, I complimented your entire front three, which I should not be doing. Yeah. And, I, I, I and then I was, I, was, I was asking you if Firmino was ever a midfielder because I could have sworn he was in the past. And that's kind of what helps his game with being such a good distributor. And he's like the least selfish player ever. And when somebody else scores, Firmino is like always the first person there to congratulate them. And I feel like he's such a good teammate, such a good locker room presence. And I'm happy that they've managed to work it out. You know, it seems like it'll be a tag team type of thing. Joto will start, Firmino will start, but it seems like they're both going to play a lot. Uh, so we don't have to worry about that right now. And I'm, I'm just happy like nobody like Salah or Mane tried to leave yet. You know, it's we're lucky because you know, with the way FSG is running the club, they're not really spending much money. So they're super lucky to have Klopp to bring the best out of these players, you know? Do you I think, think it's Do you think one of them will leave soon? Uh, if any of them, I think it'll be Mane, but not this year. I think, I think Mo means it when he says he wants to break all the records. I think he means that. And he wants to be like a Liverpool legend. And, you know, Virgil just signed for another five years. So it, it seems like they could keep the core. I, but if anyone, I'm, I'm worried about Mane. What about you, Adam? So I think, yeah, we haven't done, you know, a lot of business this summer. Uh, we didn't do a lot of business last summer. I mean, we did Santiago and Jota. And we have signed Canate, which I think is a, a very good, very good price. Um, yeah, me too. But obviously, you know, with, with FSG as the owners, they're very much a, they need to make money to, to spend. But what I will give them credit for um, is what they have been able to do is, you know, Trent, Fabinho, Allison, um, Salah next. They're talking about Henderson, Van Dyke signed one. They are wrapping all these players up because a lot of them have two years left. Now they're signing these long-term deals. So I think that could be some of the most important, you know, deals because we could have gone in we could have gone into next summer with a bunch of players with one year left and we haven't um, but I do agree I think if any of the front three any of the front three go I could see it being me and Mane because I could see him being the one that we'd be happy to let go and be able to get a, a decent price to then reinvest yeah but 
not this season, I think this season. My one concern for Liverpool, I thought we were good. I thought we were good on, on Saturday. I think we were amazing. Van Dijk being back in the team helps a lot. Um, just his diagonal passes were just pushing more up the field, um, which is last season we were deeper and deeper with the fullbacks, but now they're, they're pushing up. My one concern is January time, African Cup of Nations, we're, we're going to lose Salah and Mane. Or, you know, it could be a month. Yeah, so that is my good. concern with us not doing any business, but I trust Klopp. Um, and, you know, shout out to Kostas Samikas. You know, he's, yeah. he's, got a, he's got an Alberto Moreno vibe, I think. Very good going forward. At the, at the back. He's done all right at the back, but, you know, until Robertson comes back, actually, I think I think he'll be decent. So shout out to him. But, yeah, we've got a really good record against Norwich, which is amazing. Like the last 10 years, we've won every game and scored shit yeah it's just sometimes teams have other teams numbers no matter what sport it's in and it's just the way the way it goes but yeah i mean i as a liverpool fan i was happy about it no we're, we're gonna try not to be biased here but obviously we're excited that our our teams won eventually we're gonna have to play each other uh me and adam versus luke but you know <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll be friends for that week too uh okay moving on to sunday the final two games west ham looked great they went down twice, came back twice. Uh, Thomas Suchek jumped on that ball when Antonio missed the PK, and then three minutes later, Antonio scores. And uh, they looked really good to me. You know, I, I think I don't think Newcastle's a, a joke. I think Callum Wilson's really good. He's a natural goal scorer. And they just kept coming back, kept coming back. So that was impressive. What did you guys think about them? Yeah, I thought, I thought West Ham were, were really good as well. I think... Ben, uh, ben Rama, he's going to be a big player this season. Didn't have the greatest first season last year, but, but that can happen. And especially when Lingard coming in January, it sort of sort of took his spot. But with no Lingard, no Lingard coming, I think Ben Rama's going to fill that number 10 slot quite nicely. And uh, the interesting thing for me for West Ham would be when they those Europa League games start coming in, how can they handle with the Thursday-Sunday fixtures? And they haven't, yeah. I mean, they've signed Ariola, but apart from that, they haven't really made any signings this summer. So the squad hasn't got any bigger. But I think they'll, they'll I hope they have a good run in, I hope they have a good run in Europe. Because, you know, they're a, they're a historic club, big fan base. So. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that's going to be a massive test, um, dealing, dealing with European games. But it's also going to be fun seeing, seeing West Ham in Europe. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, obviously, I've known about West Ham for a long time. Uh, the movie Green Street Hogan's, you know, a lot of actually there's a decent pocket of American fans of West Ham because of that movie. And uh, that was a lot of people's introduction to to soccer over here. And it's it's pretty funny. I always like wanted to see them play Millwall because of that. But uh, I heard it gets pretty rough, actually. And but but yeah, I mean, Suchek's really good. I, I'm in on him. I think he's a really good player and Antonio too I think he's a great player too uh his that PK was kind of weak but like I said Suchek jumped in and put it home so nothing to worry about and they battled home battled back twice and then got a two two goal win if you told me they were going to win two by two after the first half I would have been like no no way because it just seemed like Newcastle had their number but yeah they just kept coming back and they didn't give up so yeah good on them and then Tottenham Tottenham played the game without Harry Kane, who wants to go to Man City, and they play against Man City. Beat them one nothing. 
I loved watching this. I love watching City lose. I just do. <laughs> it's very fun to me. My brother's a Tottenham fan, so I kind of have a little soft spot for them. But, you know, Sonny's doing his thing. He doesn't care about, you know, Harry possibly leaving. He scored a great goal. I thought that goal was fantastic. And uh, City just didn't have an answer for their defense. And it, any uh, shocks here? Or you guys were like, okay, no. that, just, that happened. No, for me, I thought a real standout. I know Son scored the goal. I thought Lucas Moura. Yeah, he played great. Electric. He played so well all game. Um, but even you have to give credit to Tottenham defensively. I think they shut the door on City from about 15 minutes in until the end of the game, which is crazy when you think about how stacked City are attacking was. And Tottenham just handled everything. Um, I think especially Davison Sanchez and Tanganga both played like it was the game of their life. So, yeah, all positives for, for Tottenham. I don't think they'll keep it up. I think... I do think they'll lose Kane, and I think that'll be a massive blow to them. Um, and then I think it will kind of fall apart gradually from there. But as of right now, I'm happy. I love it. Same as you guys, I love seeing City lose. So all nice. smiles here. Yeah, that makes sense for you to like them, to watch them lose too. And actually, when I was in Liverpool, they lost too. So that was like a great weekend. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just, I can't stand City, man. It's just... You know, I'm not from England, so I can't speak on it, but it just seems like such a fake team that they just poured money into, and now they just throw money at people. You know, they have no history. I don't know. They just seem like such a fake team to me. And there's, like, fans here. Like you guys said, there's band, there could be bandwagon fans. You know, I'm sure you guys have a lot of Patriots fans because they've won a lot of Super Bowls lately. But uh, that there, there are fans like that who like City just because they spend so much, and they always think that's fun to uh to be a fan of but it, it really annoys me to be honest maybe that's because liverpool aren't spending at all but but we the players we do sign get them for good deals man canate that was a great deal and he's a mountain that guy he's huge so i'm excited to watch him play but yeah tottenham wins one nothing and that rounds out the weekend the opening weekend so next weekend you know we'll have to see what happens if uh city can get on on the winning side here and if our teams can continue to win as well uh but we'll have to wait and see so all right it's time to make some predictions fellas who wants to go first who's winning the league that's a hard one i i I can't see it not being city and it pains me like i this i just can't see it happening i can't see it not being them i think chelsea will get close but i think it's city okay adam I'll go with my. I'm going to go with my heart, and I'm going to. I'm going to back Liverpool. Um, you know, me, Anfield's me too. back, crowds back, Van yep. Dyke's back, and and you know what? We never got that parade because of because of COVID. We never got the parade. Klopp did say, Klopp did say we will have a parade when we can, but I think due to sort of our last season performance and stuff, it doesn't feel right. It would have felt a bit stupid to have a parade for a league we won two years ago. So. You know, that's their motivation. We never got that parade. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah, Uh, I'll follow you up with, I agree. I'm going to go with them too. You know, I'm speaking from my heart here as well, but, you know, watching Virgil get hurt so early in the year last year on the dirty, in my opinion, was a dirty play, but uh, from Jordan Pickford, but now he's got that scar there, but he didn't seem to be lingering on it at all. He seemed to be confident with the ball and back to his old self. So, that's something that you always look for. Uh, that happens a lot in NFL. 
where there's a star player that hurts their knee and then they're never the same again. So that's just a dangerous, especially a player like him who is always winning balls and jumping and being aggressive to hurt the knee. It's, it's scary, but he, he didn't seem nervous. Did, did you see that at all? I think, no, not nervous. Probably if, if he was him inside himself, he is probably a little bit nervous because that can be coming from that sort of injury. But I think you could see that he needs, he needs a few weeks, maybe even a couple of months just to get back up to the Rolls Royce of the player. But like I said, already you can see just the way we play is already different in terms of he's got that passing ability where, you know, he does a diagonal ball. And, and even if we don't win that first ball, you know, even if Salah can't win that ball, Mane can't win that ball, the second ball we press. And instead of pressing, you know, further back on the pitch, we're pressing, pressing further up. So when we eventually we win the ball, you know, we're, we're a couple of passes and we're in on goal. And I think that's what we did this last season. So, so yeah, I think Van Dijk coming back is massive. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so we got one for City, two for Liverpool. Golden Boot, who you got, Luke? You, well, you said Lukaku. You staying with it? Same with Lukaku. I think just based on him now having full creativity behind him, I think, yeah, I'm going to stay with that. Okay. Adam? I can't believe it. And and this isn't going with my heart. This is going with my head. I'm going to say Mo Salah. Okay. My reasoning is, I think, you know, he wants all the records. He looks hungry again. He looks like he wants to win something this season. I think we're going to play better. He's going to have more goals. The reason I'm not going to go for Lukaku is because, although I think he's going to do great, let's see how he beds into the team. There's no guarantees. And then with Kane... I just plan it on a numbers basis. He could get, you know, he's injury prone. He hasn't yet signed for City, whether he does. If he does, he's going to miss still a few games. Pep roulette, you know, as, as we call it, never put any Man City players in your fantasy team because they're always getting rotated. So I don't think even if he did sign for them, he'd play every game because they want to focus on the Champions League as well. So for me, it's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be Salah, but I think it'll be close. Yeah, I think uh, what E.K. Gundogan did he lead them with goals with only like 13 last year? So <clears throat> yeah, they're pretty much a by committee team, and they just have so much talent. It's just yeah. look at look like I'm looking at their bench right now. It's just it's sickening to even look at their bench how many how much talented players they have. But all right, so I was gonna say Mo too, but for the sake of <clears throat> for argument's sake, I'll pick someone different. I'll I'll go with Bruno. He got three already. And he, he definitely knows how to win a penalty. Uh, but, you know, that, that wasn't the case this week. He, he was scoring goals off of Lukaku. I mean, off of Pogba having a brilliant day passing the ball. So uh, it looks like those two are really synced up. And, yeah, I'll go with Bruno. I'll say Bruno wins Golden Boot this year. Uh, okay, so now we got to pick UCL champion. Are we all going to say PSG? Or do you think that's not going to work over there? I think... Oh, I was going to say PSG. I was going to say PSG. Too. So oh, yeah. was I. So was I. They're so I stacked, really man. Yeah. They're so stacked. That's I mean, crazy. If they, if they don't win the Champions League now, they will never, ever win it. I agree. Yeah. Literally, they have three of the top four best play- players in the world right now. They mm-hmm. can't win the Champions League. And then defensively, again, like Ramos, Kimpembe, um, Hakimi, uh, I'm missing someone, uh, Marquinhos. It, 
think they and the goalkeeper as well Navas Donnarumma they got they had two. the best yeah. coming goalkeeper and easily in the top ten best goalkeepers in the world. I yeah, if they don't win it this year, they'll never win it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to pick someone else for argument's sake, but they're just so stacked. And then having someone like Juan Autumn in there uh, to be to be the midfield and to shore that up. And then their attack is just insane. They're, I can't imagine how many goals they're going to score in the French League. I, I can't. It's going to be yeah. so many times where they score five goals. It, well, they should anyway. And uh, yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see. But obviously, they're going to be the favorite for good reason. You know, Messi wants to win another one. So he's what, 34 now? Or 30? He, he's in his mid-30s. So 34, I think, yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's gonna definitely gonna want to win another one. That's why he went there. And I was I'm still shocked that he's not on Barcelona anymore, but that's the that's why that's the way it goes sometimes. All right. So like I said, every week we're gonna finish it with our picks of the week. And we're doing a snake style. And it was Adam Luke, then myself. So now this week it's myself. Uh wait, I got confused. <laughs> myself, no, Luke, and Adam, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to keep the players that we've had and keep a tally all year. So, all right. I'm up this week. Uh, let's see. I'll go with Lukaku. I didn't have a Manchester United player yet, so Lukaku it is. All right, Luke. I was going to say Lukaku. So now uh, I think. Um, Chelsea, yeah. That's a real tough one. You know? I, I think... As, who's the, what do you say, Mane? What did you say, Salah? Right. So right. that's out the that's out the question. Um, to not take too long, um, I'm going to say uh, I want to say City player, but they, like you said, they get rotated. Um, There's still another Liverpool guy that scores a lot. Oh, yeah, I could say Firmino. Actually, yeah, I'm going to go Firmino. I think. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go Vardy. Okay. Going Vardy, I think, um, especially early on this season. Uh, early on in this season, I think, you know, they've got Ian Acho and, and, and this new player Dakar, who uh, played for uh, Salzburg and I mean, tore it up there, but looked promising. But I think they're gonna bet he's gonna bet him in slowly, and I think this could be Vardy. You know, he's he's nine goals. Uh, uh, this isn't something that actually he's nine goals off breaking Ian Wright's record of most goals scored after, I believe, 30 years of age. Wow. Um, it's, it's, it's something ridiculous like that. And I think he'll he'll go for that. And I think, you know, he's in his could be his final season for the last final couple of seasons. He's been on about on a high. So I'll go Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy's having a party. Yeah, he's a he's a machine. That guy, he just yeah. scores and scores and scores. Having flashbacks when he chipped Liverpool on their uh, winning season, that was crazy. Yeah. But uh, all right, so yeah, we're gonna do this every week again. I don't know exactly when this one's gonna release because of QC with Apple. You know, Apple likes to take their time, but it should be out by midweek. And then we're always gonna have Monday nights in America, Tuesday mornings in, in England, and uh, submit your topics. Uh, anything that you guys want to submit and uh luke and adam if you guys yeah. want to have friends on you want to have friends on invite them on whenever and uh we're gonna have some fun this year we're gonna cover it all year long and yeah it's gonna be a good time be good looking yeah. forward to it and thank you guys for listening 
thank you, Luke and Adam, my co-host, for, for being on. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Oh, thank you.